Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Mac and Full Show. My name's Cole Mann and we are here once again to talk about the Mac and Apple and iPhones and whatever. And we can actually talk about the Mac this week because we got some new ones today. Or was it yesterday? No, it's today, wasn't it? No, it was yesterday. Oh, how time flies when you're having fun. So to join me this week, Matt Barton, how are you, sir? Hello. I'm, yeah, I'm back. I've been away. Um, well, we so all I kind of got back in the country Monday. Um, our Canadian Thanksgiving on Monday, so hence why I missed our wondrous thank, you know, kind of Mac and forth night with the London Mac user group, because unfortunately I already have plans. And yeah, the last few days I've just been trying to catch up on everything I've missed in the last week and a half. And I walked into like an inbox of, hmm. normally I'm, I'm a zero inbox person. And like I came back on Tuesday, opened my inbox for the first time since I've been away and came back to like 580 e- emails in my inbox. You do know I can now so cut that audio and just say, I, I, I'm a zero person. Now. <laughs> just like I did with Alex. On I can't his thing. believe he gets that many complaints. No, that's right. That's true. <laughs> so did you have a pu- pu- was it poutine? What's the chip thing and cheese or whatever it is? Poutine. Yeah. Do you have loads of that? Uh, well, yeah. I was at the proper Canadian Thanksgiving do. So we had proper you know, Canadian goose. Um, turkey, poutine we had on there, the, the, you know, kind of maple pie, the works. Do I need so, to ask why Canada has a different independ- um, Thanksgiving to uh, the States? Different countries. <laughs> well, close enough. They're thankful for a very different thing. <laughs> yeah, I bet. We're not down there. Anyway, <laughs> also joined us this week, Barry Gentleman, who is also with me at Elmug on Monday. How are you, sir? I'm recovering from the fantastic show you put on. Is that sarcasm, sir? No, no, that, you, you've done really well. I've, I'm really impressed, actually, with uh, with with the, uh, the Prezzo and everything. Very good. Oh, thank you very much, sir. Yeah, interesting. I, I always enjoy doing, although I get nervous as hell, I always enjoy doing them because I get to play around with Keynote, and I don't normally have a reason to play around with Keynote. So uh, I, I just enjoy making all the slides and all the little animations come to life. Yeah. It's good fun. My, my, my personal shock was that you did it on a single point of Guinness. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because I did want to... Well, we know what I'm like when I've had too many. And another person to join me that night, Alex G. Fox. How are you, sir? I'm good. It was a good night, wasn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you you, you, you both were so. really surprised. No. And well, was, the thing is, he was, he was so petrified that we were thinking, well, look, we'll support him through this, but he's going to, you know, he, he, <laughs> his lips were quivering so much, we thought, I don't know. And, you know, the first bit he read out was so quick, nobody could even work out what he was talking about. And then after that, and there was a sort of a table full of rather lovely little ladies started paying him some attention as well that weren't even in the uh, meet. He sent a, he got a bit quieter and he got a bit more suave and he slowed down a bit. And, Is that because uh, you were picturing the audience naked and you just focused on that one table of young ladies in front of you? Definitely not. I did. They were behind me. I couldn't see them, unfortunately. But anyway, and also to make to top the night off, I won the uh, raffle prize. Yeah, and who pulled out the ticket? <laughs> and I pulled out the ticket. That's not that's not a controversy at all, is it? So what did you win? Um, it was a, a Bluetooth speaker. It sounds really nice as well. I was playing, you know, uh, unlike on my Sonos, I still can't play Apple Music through that, but I can Bluetooth to this speaker and it sounds wonderful. It won a raffle ticket. Yeah, had a bit of ACDC blasting out of it earlier. Sounded fantastic. Hang on, Alex, didn't you win last week, last month? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying there's something dodgy going on here, but... 
Listen, Barry, El- you coming next month? What Absolutely, it's my turn. <laughs> El Mug. I was going to win an iMac. El-, El Mug is not secretly funding us. Is okay. Is <laughs> just want to crush those rumours. <laughs> no, it was a fantastic night. And like I say, uh, El Mug meets uh, second Monday of every month. If you want to pop along, it's a pub near Covent Garden, and uh, they have a meetup upstairs at the moment. I think they're. I think they might be based there permanently for now, and I'm not sure. But uh, if you seek them out, just search for El Mug on, online, find their website, and uh, pop along to them one day. It's, it's a fantastic group of people, and it's always good fun as well. Right then, so shall we... Well, actually, before I kick off there, let's go and check in with Missy for this week's News Roundup. Let's mount up. <laughs> crowdfunding campaign for a razor blade, which its creators claim could remove facial hair with a laser beam, has been suspended by Kickstarter for not having a working model. It has since been relisted on Indiegogo. I'm betting I can guess what Matt's worth a tweet is this week. Hoverboarders who use their Segway-type two-wheelers on British roads are being warned they are breaking a 180-year-old law set out in the Highway Act of 1835. However, policing these new-age personal transporters against that archaic law could result in some of the most hilarious and weirdest police chases ever. Get those cameras ready, folks. Apple has released updated versions of its keyboard, trackpad, and Magic Mouse. The new devices are now rechargeable. In fact, now when the Magic Mouse runs out of charge, you simply turn it over and plug the cable in. Then you can carry on... Wait, but if it's upside down, how do you... I mean... Why, Johnny? Why? And finally, experts from the University of Lincoln have found that people warm to a robot if it made mistakes and showed human-like emotions such as boredom. Lazy, error-prone, and bored robots. What a great idea. Now we can completely replace the Mac and forth panel and no one will be able to spot the difference. Oh yeah, that's right. I just went there, guys. Come get me. I'm really not sure that Missy wants us for chasing her somehow, but there you go, each to their own. <laughs> so there we go. Actually, the Segway story there, I actually saw my first person on one of those little hoverboard things uh, going around. Where was it? It was. Um, Hang on, can we stop calling them hoverboards? Because they're not hoverboards. No, they're obviously not, because they actually touching the floor with two wheels. So what's that about? But uh, where was I? I was Clapham, Clapham Junction, I was. And I was stuck in traffic, and this guy... It wasn't going down the train tracks, was it? Well, no. I saw this guy behind a wall, and he was sort of, like, just gliding along. And I thought, why? Because he was dressed in a suit. And I go, why it's is he wearing... It's either a ghost or it's somebody on something. Why is he wearing a suit and, like, wearing inline skates or something like that? And I thought, that's weird. And eventually he came out from behind the wall, and he's on this little motorised platform. And I looked at him, and I thought, you t- <laughs> Please tell me he came out and went boo. No, I was, I was in the car, weren't I? So I couldn't do anything. I just watched him. I watched, he, he was on the phone and he just kept going up and down the street, you know, like he was pacing. And then when he finished, he went into an estate agent. And I went, well, uh, there you go. <laughs> Your own personal travelator. Enough said. There's loads of them around here. Is there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I saw a couple I've today. been riding around a lot lately. I mean, it's not really a fitness thing. It's, a, it's either ride or run. And riding seems to be so much easier. And um, the amount of, they're not little kids. I'm probably like young teenagers, and the parents have obviously felt really guilty about something. And they're all, they're all riding them around here. 
right now, but they don't seem to have any control. I don't think there is any control. You sort of go, and I'm not. I've never seen one of them turn very well. No, and uh, you're sort of poodling along, minding your own business, and all of a sudden this thing flies out at you. I mean, they're not very quick, but it's quite. Well, I shouldn't say, it, but it's quite funny when people fall off because oh, there's, no, there's no sort of delicate way of falling off one of those. I'm waiting. Yeah, they do seem to be great in a straight line, but the second they try and go around corners, it doesn't work. And I've, I saw a couple, actually, today. There's quite a few commuters that kind of use them. And I have such an urge whenever I'm near one just to push him off as I walk by and just kind of see what happens. So when do you think the old Bill will get their versions so they can have proper chases, just like Missy said on the... Well, they've got the Segway ones, haven't they? Have they actually? <laughs> I don't, more, I've no, never seen them over here because they're illegal Paul, to use on the roads over here. You're thinking of a movie, Paul Black, Mall Cop, I think. I think you've got reality <laughs> and movies mixed up It's going to be the slowest chase, isn't That's it? Because they do about three mile an hour. It's <laughs> sort of... You know, you can get the odd person, the old girl with the walking frame, the Zimmer frame, coming past and saying, come on, get out of my way, young man. It's definitely not going to be the Sweeney, is it, going around the the back streets? The police actually have them in Brighton. If you go down to Brighton, where you've got the the causeway piece all along the front, you've got the cops that go along. You've got a couple of cops I've seen on there on on inlines, kind of skating along. I've seen a couple on, um, like, mountain bikes going up on there. And last time I was there a couple of weeks ago, I did see a couple of them on police kind of done up segways. God. They wonder why the police are getting overwhelmed. <laughs> and oh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, both cops were huge on these things as well. Oh well, let's turn our attention to what to what happened yesterday. Anyway, so Apple has released some new Macs. We've now got a 4K 21 inch version, and we've got some new 5K versions as well. Uh, they all look after flash and lovely, and obviously like everything we 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 want but then of course if you take a look at some of the finer detail of what was released maybe not such you know not not in all areas not such good news so the biggest problem i have with it is mainly on the 21 inch 21.5 inch imac and that is the fact that um the cheap fusion drive they've now put in it okay it's a one terabyte drive but you've only got what is it 24 uh, gig of flash storage on it yeah so what what can you do with that well, they're saying basically you can like uh, it will run the operating system and general everyday apps, but that's about it. Don't expect it to do any high powered, heavy powered lifting or anything like that. But uh, I mean, have they done that purely to just to give uh, customers who can't afford, you know, the all singing, all dancing versions? At least they've got that in there now. Even though no, it's a really no, scaled it's very down simple. Version. Why they've done that? Oh, here because we go. the operating system will fire up. It will look great. It will, you know, start up really quickly and, and look really cool. And that's the thing most people judge the slowness yeah. or quickness of their machine. From the moment you press the start up button to the moment, you know, it's ready to use. And after that point, no one really pays that much of attention to how quick or slow the machine is running. And that's what it's about. It will make the operating system, 24 gig or whatever you said, is more than enough to get the operating system running nicely. You'd be able to use Safari. You'd be able to use Mail. You might be able to squeeze photos in that equation if you're lucky. But, you know, so the very, very basic comes with your operating system and your apps will run perfectly fine, and you won't have a problem with that. Hmm. I mean, ultimately, that's what the Fusion drives are for. It is that case of it's primarily there for the OS. It's there for the initial key apps to kind of activate. But in essence, the best way to describe a Fusion drive is like a shelf. You know, you've got the big kind of storage piece, and then the bits that you want, it's like someone going in on a shelf and picking out, 
kind of actual books and that kind of stuff from that shelf. Mm. So it literally is a shelf, you know, slot in, slot out, slot in, slot out the bits you're using. Okay. Is it, is it as well, another, another maybe more cynical way to look at this, is, is this the 16 gig phone thing all over again? It, that's how it appears. If you just look at it from, you know, just look at it casually, you could definitely come to that conclusion. And I can't blame you for coming to that conclusion as well, because that's what it looks like. It, it looks like they've gone for the cheap, cheapest possible option to try and make people think, oh, well, you know, if I go up a little bit, if I spend a little bit more money, if I upgrade the hard drive, then, you know, I'll get all that extra um ability with it as well and all but the- if, it, if it's your everyday we know say everyday office machine hmm. if it's your front reception office machine and all it's going to do is you know log in a few people and you know check emails and check who's in their office and you know that sort of you know that type of machine i mean bearing in mind it's a 21 inch so you're not i don't think you're gonna get many people that are going to be doing photography or video or you know actually using it for that type of thing work-wise you know you don't you're not going to buy a 21 inch machine not when there's a 27 inch machine available so how much power does it need it's going to write the odd letter and do the odd email it's it's perfectly perfectly adequate for the job it's designed to do mm-hmm. also you've got to remember this is the entry level so this is yeah, it's an absolutely. i5 you know it's a dual core i5 it's only a 1.6 gigahertz as well yeah so it is literally the bottom bottom rung of a ladder kind of point I mean, the next one that they did on the 21.5 is goes to a 2.8 quad core. And the difference in those two is tremendous. But it won't make any difference if you're opening your email or writing a letter. Oh, no, of course it won't. That's what I mean. So if it literally is just a reception machine or, or even just, you know, just a terminal, in essence, on a network. Or even a school you know, work machine would be fine. Yeah. Yeah, the, the base level 1.6 with only a 24 actual uh, fusion is more than enough for what you're going to need and what you're going to use well, it for. Okay, of course these are these are not the the 4K versions, are they? So we we these are just the standard IMAX at the moment. Yeah, the, the 4K about. is a 3.1, so mm. that comes in at 3.1 quad core. Yeah. Okay. It's just it's just I don't know. It just seems weird to me. That's all. But uh, of course, the other thing that annoys me about the 21.5 inch is the soldered RAM. You have to buy your RAM up front. And I still begrudge Apple, and as much as I love them, I still begrudge them the RAM tax. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah, but- it's the way that's it's the way they they're doing it, and people accept that. Yeah, I mean, you have got to remember, you're buying this machine as an individual. That twenty one point five sort of low end, even the twenty one point five high end, the vast vast majority of those are going to be bought in bulk bought by companies. Mm. People at home that want to do something clever, or people at work that want to do something intensive, aren't going to be buying that machine. So it really doesn't matter what the RAM is, and as long as you it does the basic things you want it to do. It really doesn't matter for the people that want to buy that machine. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the base level on that is 8. And, I mean, that's coming in at 1867 megahertz RAM. So that's high-level RAM anyway, even though it's coming in like that fixed RAM at kind of 8 gig. Um, We all know that kind of a couple of years ago, machines came with 2 gigs of RAM when you could upgrade them. So they came with 2s and 4s as base level sets, whereas now they are, yes, it is fixed RAM, but it's starting at 8 now. I haven't actually... I haven't actually bought. I haven't actually bought this RAM before. Um, the RAM I used to buy, um, like from Crucial and stuff, was a lot slower. But is I don't. I is this a comparative price, or are they still asking ridiculous money for? No, RAM? to be honest, actually, everyone's kind of always had this thing with Apple where you can get the RAM cheaper elsewhere, but you do find it as a lower grade RAM that you pick up elsewhere. Even Crucial, Crucial, you know, they do good, yeah, you know, good quality RAM, and I've used Crucial in machines before. 
Baz, why, hang on, sorry, Baz, while, while Matt's talking, can you just go on the Crucial and see if you can find that RAM and see what 16 gigabytes comes out at? From I did that earlier. I just can't remember the answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> go on, sorry, go on, go on, carry on, Matt. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, so it is, yeah, the RAM, although it is still, yeah, you do pay a little bit more of a premium because it's in there and it's soldered in and it's kind of fixed. Because it's soldered, they can upgrade the RAM in the sense to a much higher level grade of RAM. Hmm. Hence why it's coming in now at 1867 megahertz, whereas before you wish you could get was 1600 megahertz. But remember, your RAM doesn't run at that most of the time anyway. No, that's exactly. But no. uh, it kind of these days with the soldered RAM, it actually incorporates a lot more into the actual logic board. So it uses it more, in essence, like a fusion drive set where it's something that's slotting in, slotting out, and it's a much quicker switchover. But there is a point to be made about all of this. And this is something that I've been noticing four or five years. Like, for instance, we're talking about that 21, 8 gig. Um, it's got a, what we consider a low-grade um, fusion drive and a low-grade um, mm-hmm. video card. That would run the newest Photoshop CC without blinking on 8 gig of RAM. I, I, it would have no issue. It wouldn't even break sweat. And what the point is, there was a point, I reckon it was three or four years ago, where processor speeds, RAM speeds, and you know even 720 drives, the fastest spinning drives, there is very, very, very little other than video production, even photographic production, and I'm talking about, you know, full-size photographic production. There is so little that needs anything more than maybe the the max you could have got four or five years ago. It doesn't need – you don't need quad-core. You don't need – if you want to run a basic, even Photoshop CC, but the basic photo apps that come with Apple and – uh, iMovie or whatever the equivalent is, you do not need any of this stuff. You could use a Mac, which is four or five years old, and it still wouldn't blink. You might, it might not open the app instantly. You might get three bounces rather than no bounces in the dock. Um, but it will do the job completely adequately. It, I think we've got to this point where, I mean, look, fair enough, the four of us on here, we salivate at looking at these figures and we go, oh, you know what, it's only two and a half grand. I've got to find two and a half grand. I need one of those. Yeah. But the truth is, you, I, none of us need one of those. Unless you're doing high-end video, you don't need one of those. You don't need a Mac Pro for anything. You don't need any of this stuff. What We're, we're sort of going, oh, it's only 20 discs and it's only a, a Fusion drive that does that and it's only 8 gig RAM. I assure you there is nothing you do at the moment, even with your 1080p video, that that 21-inch, 8-meg, 8-gig machine but, wouldn't do and not have a problem with. We've this, all got, the processors have gone past the software a long, long, long time ago. So are we tied up in the legacy of the old days when we used to build our own PCs where we'd look at the spec and we'd try and get the best spec that we could get? Of course, then... When, yep. I, mean, I remember when I used to build my own PCs, I was always let down by something somewhere. Some bus was not quick enough. Yeah, it's a PC. Yeah, no, no, no. Just no but the, the, this thing but has been built to pass purposely. everything through as quickly yeah. and as balanced, which is more important exactly. than which speed. Is, which is the bit we tend to forget when we just look at the numbers. We forget yes. that they've balanced all this out. Sometimes they hobble certain parts of it just to make it balance out even better or get better production out of it. Um, did you find a price, by the way, Baz? No, they they they're not. I can't find LPDDR three on their um on their site at all. Okay. Yeah, okay. Crucial are normally. This has just come out, remember? So Crucial are normally yeah. about three months behind. Yeah, but the RAM hasn't just come out. Um, the DDR three eighteen sixty seven, I think it was. Mm. 
it was about just over five hundred pound for sixty four gig because that's what I was looking at. Wow, and that's all I can go by because that's all I can remember. Okay, but well, uh, I mean, it's the same with your iPad and your iPhone and all the rest of it. You don't need every time it doubles. You really, really, really aren't making any use of it. But it's not so much a legacy. It's just it got to a point. It was a bit like the PS3 type thing. It got to a point where the power was, you know, there's only so many polygons on a screen that you can possibly run because there is no point. Your eyes cannot see any more reflections in a car bonnet than it can see. I don't and mem- that's where we are with computer technology, I don't remember, and we have been for a while. I don't, rem- I don't mean there's a real legacy issue. I'm just saying that's something we've got ourselves, we've got left over because we used to go out and look at the specs for a hard drive, for a, a RAM, for you know the graphics card. And that's, that's just something we grew up with learning as we built our own PCs. No, I think, I think it's, it's not so well, much that's legacy. My one. It's, that's just, my it's new, so there you, therefore you go... So, yeah, it must be twice as quick. <laughs> it's definitely sweet. twice as quick, but you've got nowhere to go in that speed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, let's let's turn our attention to some of the nicer aspects of it. So, 4K... Well, hang on, mate. Before, before you do, very, very quick point. So, it, I mean, that's how I've educated myself here. <laughs> it looks like LPDDR stands for low power. Okay. So, it, it's... I don't know whether it's a speed... Actually, you get any sort of speed increase, but it just looks like the, the voltage is lower. And it's got better better standby abilities. So, uh, well, that's to go with a Skylake normally. Um, I don't think the twenty one point five. No, it doesn't have it, does it? But it's still got Broadwell, which yeah. was a lower consumption processor. Yeah. Well, let's turn to the actual display, shall we? So, four K video is classed as three eighty three eighty forty by twenty one sixty, and this four K Retina panel comes in slightly more than that. It's at four thousand ninety six by twenty three oh four, uh, nine point four million pixels in total and they are using something called he said desperately trying to find where it says what it was let me just see free base gamut three yes now i'd have yeah. never heard of p3 until today when i started reading about this stuff well that's so, photography exactly so do you want to give us a quick description of what what it actually yeah is? well the, the gamut on all well it's not just screens the gamut is the the amount of it's really hard to explain. You've you've got colours, right? And they go all the way through the spectrum. And in an analog colour, you've got basically every colour and every variation of colour. Now, mathematically, they're all provable and they all exist. But there's, you know, you've got 64 billion colours and all the rest of it. But to be able to actually see those colours or show those colours, it's a lot more complicated. And so in the old days with RGB or Adobe RGB or Apple RGB, there was it was slightly limited. It was like, well, we don't need to show every minutiae of every color, every different degree of every color, and, you know, the highest end and the lowest end. You didn't need it. Um, but because of 4K video and the not so much the video, they say video because of that's what they're trying to sell it on, but, you know, higher-end cameras, can shoot in srgb but they can also shoot in p3 so they're capturing far more variations in the color and this screen has now been designed to show that difference in the color if you wouldn't notice it unless you had the two next to each other and you'd probably have to be looking for the difference but to me that's probably that's the thing that made me go oh wow (laughs) because i've been shooting for what using P3 or P3 equivalent for a couple of years now. And the idea of being able to see that, not that I ever correct using the screen. Nobody with any sense would ever correct using the screen. But it's sort of nice to know that I've, I've got that information in there and I would actually be able to see it. 
Mm. But also remembering one of the things it will do, the better the screen, the poorer quality, low quality images, video and everything is going to look. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, so um, if you're just if you're looking at photos you shot with your iPhone, you're probably going to not notice anything. But if you've got a, a high-quality uh, DSLR, you're going to spot yep. this difference. Or but you've also got a if you video buy camera. or download from iTunes, iTunes will probably start using the wider not, gamut. Not yet. Not yet at the moment. But they, I mean, they will do. Well, mm. Because possibly. at the moment... They don't bother putting that in the codec because you can't see it. Well, they can't. There's a whole licensing issue going on for 4K at the moment. This is why right. one of the things that's impeding its rollout. So, you know, there's licensing to be had, um, which is really slowing down the adoption. I saw an 8K panel about two weeks ago. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah, that 4K is rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> so old, last. So last. Actually, week. just to come back to RAM, I just found the price for you. Um, 16 gig of RAM from Crucial. Um, it's only it's actually coming in at seventeen hundred megahertz, so it's not quite the same as the actual high level megahertz as Apple, and it's two hundred and nineteen fifty nine. Wow! Whereas it's one hundred and sixty to upgrade to sixteen on the Apple site. Hmm. Okay. I mean, uh, bearing in mind you're starting off with eight. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Okay. Well, let's move on to the um, the other one, shall we? The five K Retina. Which oh, I see what happens whenever they release something new. I just go and spec it out to my dreams, my dream machine, and then I sort of look at the price and weep a little. But uh, yeah, obviously 5K. This also gets the the P3 screen as well. Um, and did, have you seen this in the flesh? Has anyone actually gone into a store today and seen one of these? Are they out in stores yet, or is it not to the weekend? I don't, I don't think they're in stores yet. I, no. I was using one today. So what did you think? Um, to be honest, I, well, I've just bought two. Um, I bought one last, one the week before, not for me, this is for clients. So one the week before last, which was the old version. And this one I bought today and the guys turned up with it this morning and they turned up this afternoon. So, and I had both pretty much next to each other and Myself, I couldn't see an awful lot of difference within the kind of speed levels or the quality of the screen. The screen's amazing on these things, just full stop. Mm. Um, and then, I mean, I've got a 5K here at home, uh, and mine's about three months old now. Um, and I'm already thinking, hmm, do I do get the. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm the one. I don't can, need it. Mine's, but... mine's don't now five. off the dust. Just mine's, get a new one. mine's five years old. I've got a very valid claim to get a new one, <clears throat> he said to himself. Even though the, the SSD, one terabyte SSD I put into this iMac, it just gave it such a new lease of life. It's amazing. I would say, I mean, I, I played with the, uh, we're calling it the old 5K, and it's mm. only been out a few months. But anyway, <laughs> I, I mean, I played with it a few times, and I played with their top spec one in Regent Street because they got a fully spec'd out one out there to play with. And I played with that, and I was like, this is... It's it's crazy how quick that machine is. Oh, but like, then after five minutes of playing with it, you're like... You're used to it. It's not so much even that. Okay, it's quality of screen. It's really quick. It's like all these toys. It really doesn't take long to slightly get bored of it. Mm. And the only thing is... It's it the becomes screen. a norm very quickly. Yeah. And the only thing... And Apple really need to sort this out. And I'm quite willing to charge them an enormous amount of money to do it for them. But on their machines in every store, they've got... Um, example photos to show off their 4K. And they are so artificially over-sharpened. They're blooming awful. And I look at them and I go, I know you're not trying to appeal to me. You couldn't give a monkeys if I buy one. You want the person that doesn't really understand images to come and go, look how sharp that is. 
And it's like, oh, dude, it's almost Instagram sharp. <gasps> it's horrible. And I just really wish they'd go, okay, here's the here's the one for people to go, oh, look how sharp that is. And here's the one for people that actually want to look at a proper image. And they're using they're using a cannon for all their shots, so I get the ump about that anyway. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not even saying use Nikon. Why not send someone out with a decent Hasselblad or something and a decent bit of glass and shoot something and then show me what it looks like? I'm really sure Apple can afford to pay someone, you know, 1500 quid a day to go and take some proper cam- pictures with a proper camera. Of course, the other way to look at it, though, is they just want to show how things might look if you took it on a camera that you might own. So there is also that, you know. Yeah, I'm sure they do. But if I took a picture like that and over-sharpened it like that, my customers would tell me it gets stuck. Yeah. Your, your mic's getting a bit hissy there for some reason, is it? Alex. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. It's, 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 it's normally me getting, yeah, getting a bit hissy. You might want to unplug it and plug it in again somewhere. <laughs> Something's building up somewhere. But okay, uh, yeah, I mean, like today, I mean, I was using both and I was doing both side by side and using Photoshop on both and using Premiere Pro on both just for the comparison. Now, um, both are running 4 gig on the GPU, uh, both are running 32 gig of RAM, and they're both running the 4 gigahertz um, CPU on it. Now, obviously, the new one is 4.2, so if you can push it through, it's 4.2, whereas the, the old one pushes through at 4. Um, and there was only a slight difference between the two, but I, I would say both screens were amazing. I really would. Uh, I, I would say if you're going to go full high-end and you can afford it, do it. Mm. These days, you do not need a Mac Pro. These are so was, powerful and so impressive now. I'm, it's very rare that you need a Mac Pro now. I was actually going to ask next, where does this leave the Mac Pro nowadays, then? Because, it, you know, it can In the be- trash can. <laughs> well, I'll tell you where it does with the Mac oh, Pro. That's I, even I'm, worse now, Alex. <laughs> All right, um, I'll come back with that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because, like, you know, they, they didn't update the Mac Pro for so long, and then, of course, they brought out the trash can looking thing and now they just seem to have let it lie let it like be dormant and they meanwhile they keep they've kept pumping up the imax uh, until they're to this current state which just look amazing well the guys that i got these machines for are graphic designers that also do video editing work and they're getting more and more into the video work and so they have decided to go the mac yeah the imac route rather than the mac pro route just because it's an all-in-one unit and for the price of doing a full spec out Mac Pro to the same as this, they get all this and the screens. Mm. Well, I don't know if I'm coming across okay nah, now. You're, st- you're still no. buzzy. I don't know what's the matter with it. <laughs> if you try turning it off and on again, that would be <laughs> my suggestion. Oh, ouch. <laughs> Um, see I've just spec'd out to my how I'd like it it comes in at 2,329 quid and that's without the RAM isn't it yeah I'd always put my own RAM in because you still can in the 27 inch version thank God Um, I wonder for how much longer that will be there but uh, at the moment you still can I don't know I can see the 27 still having the option just because you can put in 64 into it yeah Apple don't publish it but it will do 64 gigs around. Yeah, but this is where we, we get into... Because they don't say anything, it's just looked like the big, big evil corporation is is screwing the public. Now, that could be the case. There is an argument for that for that argument, so to speak. But um, it, Do you want to know why? Go for it. It's In essence, it's because at 32, that's what they do their test sets at. If you go higher than that, it runs the actual CPU uh, hotter. No, no. So just in the sense where you used to overclock your yeah, your PCs, it's the same kind of principle. 
No, sorry. So I, that's I'm, why they're limited to the 32 point rather than going, yes, you can do 64. No, sorry. I'm talking about the soldered RAM rather than oh, the, sorry. Okay, the we're stuff good. you yep. can plug in yourself. Because it does look like it comes across as they're just saying, no, there's no, you know, we want to make as much money out of this item as possible. So we're going to solder in a RAM. You've got to order it all up front. And that's it. End of story. So, yeah, okay, I do see your point on that. I mean, my biggest gripe, and it always will be, is the soldered RAM in the Mac Minis. Hmm. Just, you know, on that basis. I mean, that was a is an entry-level machine. The whole point of it is you build it as you go, you add bits to it, and then you then solder the sodding RAM into the damn thing. I know. That's still- uh, yeah, I, mean, I hope oh. you can hear me now. Well, no, that's even worse. No, that's even worse. It's getting worse all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but you did kind of sound Alex, like turn a- your board off. <laughs> I have done. <laughs> then throw it away. <laughs> that is a weird one. That is weird. It sounds like a gradual build-up of static and stuff on his on his mic. So very quite strange. a cool robot voice. Yeah, very cool robot voice. Um, what else? Anything else we can say about these new things? These new Macs. Buy it. Buy it now. No, they do look nice. They do look nice. They might, you know, you, you you could have the argument there. There's a bit boring in certain aspects, but the top end ones are are very nice. Of course, if you spent that sort of money on a PC, you'd probably get a very good PC as well out of it. I gotta say, but um, that's yeah, that's but the it'd way. be a, a PC box unit. And no, there's some quite sexy. This, you get in a nice brushed aluminum. You get that nice Apple logo on the back of it. There's and... some quite sexy PCs out there nowadays. But you got you have to buy a decent screen with that as well. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So where does this leave now? Um, so since they've just got this boost uh, yesterday, are we now going to see some Mac po- uh, MacBook Pros come out soon with this new uh, chipset in? Any idea? Maybe. No, yes, because you must yes, do because Barry's <laughs> eager to open up his wallet and get a new one. Um, and the other thing, of course, I have to ask is where's the cinema display? Where's the 4K, 5K cinema display? It's, again, that's something else that's now languishing. And if they're going to bring out these machines uh, and you've got a 5K um, retina for your 27-inch iMac, you've got to go to a third party to go and get, like, one for the left and one for the right, when I'm pretty sure Apple would love for you to have two cinema for, uh, 5K screens on either side of your 27-inch screen. They must yes, because there is a dramatic difference. Because I mean, with my setup, I've got my 27 5K, and then next to it, I've got a 27 yeah. Thunderbolt display plugged in. And if you have an image on that 5K and you're working on it, and you drag it across to the other one, Jarring. you instantly see the difference. I know. I know. That's what I'm, so they've got to be doing it. I mean, you know, they're not stupid people. They've got a lot of resources there. So they must have done it. I it's in wonder, the works. I just wonder what's holding it up. That's all. Trying to bring the cost down to something with reason. Wow! Can you, uh, if you hang up, he's please. even changed mics. <laughs> hang it's up Skype. It's not hang up. Uh, hang up Skype board. and uh, call me back. Check my board. Hold on. I'll okay. Do that. <laughs> See, this is what I was, one of the things I was talking about on Monday evening. You had to Elmo. say earlier, didn't you, that Skype's so much better today. This is one of the things I was talking about on uh, Elmug. I was saying Skype is both the, the hero and the villain of every podcast because it's perfect. It makes you allows you to talk to people around the world. But when it goes wrong, oh, boy, does it go wrong sometimes. <laughs> and it reduces everything to a mess. But so uh, hopefully Alex will be able to dial back in shortly and his signal will have cleared up. Um, right then, so not only did we get new IMAX yesterday, we got some new peripherals as well. The magic peripherals. So we got a new trackpad, trackpad 2. With a false touch now in it as well. Uh, we got a new magic keyboard and we got a new magic mouse as well. All very nice. Now, what one do you want to deal with first, Matt? I'll let you pick what one we've got to deal with first. 
Well, I'm not even going to touch on the actual Magic Mouse because I hate Magic Mice with a vengeance. Okay, I'll take that. Right, go on. What one do you want to pick then? Um, I would pick the trackpad because the trackpad is gorgeous and it feels lovely. Does it? Now, the only thing is with the trackpad is because it uses, you need to have a, a computer that's got Bluetooth 4.0 or higher on it. I'm not sure who is. You higher. think I own any computers that don't? Well, who knows? Because you cannot, it's, it's not backwards compatible. The other two are Bluetooth backwards compatible, but the Magic Trackpad isn't. You can plug it in and use it plugged in, apparently, but that's about it. Yeah, so, who buys a wireless trackpad and uses it plugged in, for God's sake? No, but I'm just saying if you've got an older Mac, you cannot use it with that. Also, all these new peripherals have to be... And get rid of your old Mac and upgrade. All these new peripherals... Now's time. All these new peripherals, you also have to have El Capitan installed. They will not work with the other versions. <laughs> For some That's reason. A bit confused me. Any better? But you're very quiet now. You sound like you're in a tunnel. <laughs> oh, that's because I am. That's why. How about now? There you go. That's better. Yeah, that's the bit that really confused me. No, nope, it's starting to come back. Straight away. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, dear. Wow. Anyway, um, it's a shame, actually, because Angus actually bought one of these devices today, so we'll hopefully we'll be able to... Figure out what's going on at his end. but uh, Maybe that's it. Maybe he's charging it at the moment. It's a static from the charge. It's actually killing everything else. It could be. Now, uh, they've got some nice little features in these new ones because uh, to rather than doing all that syncing when you get a new Bluetooth device and you have to wait for it to hook up, now just plug in the lightning adapter in and will instantly hook up the two machines. Um, so that's a nice little feature, and I do, I do like that. Uh, like I say, the Magic Trackpad has got feed... Um, not, not called 3D Touch, is it Force Touch now? So you can, Force Touch. Yep, so you can start to use that. Obviously, previously, just the iMacs, sorry, and the MacBooks had um, had that installed. Um, Plus, it's oblong. Oblong. So where is the old one with square? Yep. And with the old trackpad, you had that top kind of piece where the batteries went in, the, kind of this, this uh, cut line on the top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the new one you don't. It's just a clear oblong piece of glass, so it's super sexy and smooth, and just runs over the edges. <laughs> super <laughs> <A> flipping trackpad. <laughs> um, and of course, the keyboard—they've gone, they've done away with a large amount of bezel on the keyboard as well, because they don't have to have the power battery compartment on the back no more, because um, it's got uh, rechargeable batteries in there. But uh, yeah, so now all the bezel on the keyboard's gone, and it makes it a lot slimmer. But Really, what is their fixation with slimmer? It's just getting ridiculous now. Yeah, that looks gorgeous next to each other as well. Oh, okay. So the I'm... new keyboard to the new trackpad is it, next but, to each other. And... Is it style over substance? Are we heading? Are we getting very? No, because you've got substance as well. It's a keyboard. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's better. Have you not been on Amazon and typed in keyboard and see what comes up for like? Yeah, but for someone that uses MacBook Pros and MacBook Airs all the time. Yeah, it, it it's that next, it's that flow where it literally is identical in essence to the actually the best way to describe it the new MacBook, the keyboard on the new MacBook. What it, the, apart from the top keys, the F keys, which are full size, whereas on the new MacBook they're cut down. It pretty much just feels the same as that, and the way it just kind of actually the keys layout and the flow and everything. What about so they don't travel? They don't travel hardly at all, just like on the new MacBook. Is that what you're saying? No, they do travel, but it's more the look, the look of it. So like the F keys, the F keys have gone to full size, left and right keys, um, like on the new MacBook. So if you look at your wireless, your Bluetooth keyboard at the moment, mm. where your F key, where your actual cursor keys are on it. The F keys, the cursor key. <laughs> no, I think it's, I know, I know I think it's called the, a curse, the curse key, keys. actually. <laughs> so yeah, you've got left, on. right, up and down. 
Yes. Now on the old one, you've got the, the gaps, haven't you? Either side of kind of the mm-hmm. left and right. Mm-hmm. On the new keyboard, they're full size keys, just like on the new on the the new MacBook okay. keyboard. Okay. So uh, and it it just yeah it just feels nicer and flows. They've also mind you the price has gone up as well, hasn't it? That's the only thing. They've got a little, yeah. little bit more expensive, unfortunately. Now, um, I took great delight, obviously, when we come to the, doing Mrs. Roundup of the Bluetooth. <laughs> The new magic mouse, because to charge it, you have to stick the plug in in its belly, in its bottom, virtually, it looks like. So you just stick it in, and the picture I saw, I think it was on Engadget, the mouse was upside down with the charging cable coming out of it. And I thought, that's bloody stupid. So, I, you know, I wrote the jokey thing. And then I read, apparently it's only got to be plugged in for 60 seconds to get a nine-hour charge. What? <laughs> now, that is some fast charging. That I do like. So you could, get, you know, you could go down, make yourself a cup of tea. When you come back, you've actually got a day's worth of mouse, you know, usability there. Mm. Um, but it does still have that scrapey kind of sound all over your desk when you're actually using it because it is uh, still the aluminum bottom on it. Well, hang on. Uh, but apparently, the Apple took a lot of time in getting that sound just right. Yeah, there's nothing right. There's nothing quite like that. Apple scrapey sound as you go over a wooden desk or a metal desk. No, did you see the story in Medium by Stephen Levy? Um, he goes because he went into the, the uh, design um, section. Uh, sorry, the top secret laboratory where Apple designs its Macintosh accessories, and they were telling him how when they built it, rebuilt the uh, the new Magic Mouse too, it didn't sound the same because the battery compartment had been changed and things had been moved around. So when you start to scrape your mouse across your table or your mouse mat. It didn't have a satisfying sound. So they took ages just shaving off the little plastic feet, the runners, until they got just the quiet, just the acoustic sound that they wanted for it. Yeah, and but it still sounds like you're just scraping a piece of metal across a piece of metal. But but this is what's like. They, they took great pride in explaining all the hassle they went through to, to, to do this one simple thing. And it Yeah, they should have spent less time on that and just moved the actual charge point onto the side. It's, it's, Man's got a point. I know. It's it does sound um, really weird. It's just, <laughs> I w- I will say for the record, I hate magic mice. Um, I when I when they first came out, I was working for Apple, and we all got given them to kind of use. And at the time, it was like it was nice because it had the actual the touch point on the top and everything, and that was lovely. And then the day they brought out the trackpad, I actually took my magic mouse and I threw it out the window. Ah. Not very nice, is it? Get your I've RSP- never used a Magic Mouse since there. You get the RSP- I, just, I just don't like them. You get the RSPCA after you for that sort of treatment, you know, to mice. Or mouse. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you what. Ever since I got my iMac, I've, been, I've had this, okay? And I've used to, I used to own Microsoft um, mice all the time. But uh, I've For those never- of you listening, Carl is showing uh, yeah, us I'm his showing, Magic Mouse. That's right. But uh, I've never had no issues with it, to tell you the truth. Um, I don't understand why people loathe it so much. I think it's just because I'm so used to using the trackpads because of, again, because 99% of the time I'm on a MacBook Pro or MacBook Air. Yeah, fair enough. It just It's different. It feels different, and the finger connections are different as you're kind of swiping across it, and it's bleh, bleh. Just <laughs> give me a trackpad. Well, I, I would get the trackpad, but, of course, my old iMac hasn't got Bluetooth 4.0 in it, so I can't, so... Darn. Time to upgrade them. I know. Uh, with it then. That's, that's the excuse I'm going to use. Yeah, I, well, my trackpad won't work with it, so I've got to get a new computer. <laughs> Baz, this is what you need to use. At your, this is your excuse you need to use as well. Well, I'm, I'm seriously tempted 
But now I've, I've got the question in my head of, of trackpad or magic mouse. And because I'm a mouse trackpad, user. Trackpad, trackpad, trackpad. <laughs> wow, I, I'm, I'm hearing a voice. Yeah, then, echo, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm, you know, because I'm a mouse user in every other aspect apart from Xbox. It, it, I'm wondering if, the, if will, will the trackpad have enough of a draw to, to pull me over? I might, I might just say, you know what, if, if I get one and I pick the two peripherals, I'm obviously going to go keyboard and I might go trackpad. I'll keep my keep my USB mouse uh, in case of emergency. Yes, absolutely. The biggest thing I would say, Baz, is do you use full screen mode on your Macs? How do you mean? Um, you hit obviously, them. where you have different desktops, multiple desktops, so you use full screen applications where you sweep back and forth between them and different desktops for different things. You hit the green button. It, it, in the yeah, it, it depends what I'm doing. Okay. With the trackpad, it's so much easier just sweeping across different actual desktops and applications. On the, tra- okay. on the trackpad, it's like three fingers on the top, and you've got to get it just right to do it as you move along. But it's a smaller surface for the actual left and right sweeps. It just gets annoying. Whereas a trackpad, it just flows, and it just you know, glides over. So do you ever find, if you're doing a three-finger sweep on your trackpad, that your trackpad moves? No. Interesting. <laughs> well, there you get tra- so- Sorry, go on, Bells. Oh, I was going to say, my trackpad is on the floor. <laughs> Well, if Matt, if uh, Alex ever gets his uh, microphone sorted out there, we're going to find out. No, see, we can't even hear you. No, nope, we're still now. not getting it. So, <laughs> so we're going to find out exactly what using the new Magic Mouse is actually like, because he actually went out and bought one today, uh, if he ever gets back online. Um, let's see, what else have we got here? Did you see, I'm g- going to say that the new trackpad, the new actual Magic Mice are so bad, that's what's killing Alex's signal. And that's what's doing it. That's a good reason not to buy one. Buy a trackpad. Oh, dear. I don't know. Just... One, Alex, just plug your iPhone some microphone in like I suggested the other night at the L mug <laughs> All these fancy... The, uh, oh. There you go. I don't know what that is. I think that's yeah, the, web- there we go. We can the webcam. It's terrible probably, but that's all I can be doing right now. Hello. That sounds better. Well, let's hope so. I think I need a new fire. 5K iMac, I think that's the problem. This is it. This is what you, you've obviously got a sabotage machine there, so you have to go out tomorrow and buy yourself a new one. Now, we were just saying that you actually went out and bought a Magic Mouse 2 today. Well, I sort of did. I ordered it at 11 o'clock last night on my phone, and it came about 9 o'clock this morning. So, yeah, I'm, I don't need to talk into this thing anymore, do I? No, but remember, um, remember, Alex, every little move you make now, that microphone is picking up. <laughs> Okay, so I'll stop digging the hole behind me and building the uh, extension while we talk. Uh, am I impressed? The weirdest thing is, I mean, you look at the two of them from the front, they don't make, they don't look any different. And you look at them underneath and you think, oh, well, there's a charging port, Arva, which is a damn silly place to put it, but that's beside the point. But what they've done, they've, they've sort of cut, you know, it, it runs on two little rails underneath. Yeah, runners. Black plastic rails. Runs, cool. You know, you can use the right terminology if you choose to. They've just chamfered the edges off of these runs. The old ones, it looked really like it was just a sort of flash design. It was like really, you know, it looks better. It looks cleverer, the old design. Like somebody's intentionally shaped them the way they were. The way they were. Now, these are, it's, it's just a very plain, you know, the, the way it's made, the way it's shaped is very plain and very simple. It looks like two very thin lolly sticks glued onto the bottom, right? But the difference the shape of that makes is incredible. The speed my, this mouse travels across my, well, my whole desk is one big uh, mat, 
thing. The speed this thing travels around is probably twice the speed. It's got half the friction of the old one. And I actually took the trouble earlier thinking it can't make that much of a difference. And I polished the bottom of the old one. Just like, you know, it can't, you know, this is brand new. It's completely clean. I want to see what the real comparison was. And the old one was just as slow. And because I do a lot of editing and I'm sort of probably quite dexterous after so many years of doing it, I have the, the Mac mouse set to the fastest speed. And sometimes it's still not quick enough. Sometimes it still annoys me. And on this thing, I've had to actually turn it down to about three quarters because it's too fast for me. I'm shooting off the edge of the screen before I know it. So, that, you know, they go on about a smoother run. It's incredible how much quicker the run is. And it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's you know, it's not um, electronic anyway. It's purely because the thing is moving across my desk that much quicker. And it really, really, really is that much smoother across the desk. And, and when you compare them, you, at first I was like, I looked and I didn't look closely enough. I thought, well, that's identical. And then I looked again and I thought, oh, no, that's got a straight edge and that's got a curved edge. You know, it looks like nothing. But in a funny way, not to be too friendly to Apple because I don't want to, like, get a fanboy alert or anything silly like that. The old one, I can honestly say, I reckon that was design over anything else. Because the old one looked cleverer because the shape is slightly more complicated. And the new one is really, really basic in the shape of the underneath rails or runs or whatever you called them. And um, I, honestly, I'd say the old one was design that made it a bit slower. And then someone said, you know what, it is a little bit slow. Well, next time we do it, should we just put like the right shape on? Because I know it doesn't look quite so clever, but it actually does the job that bit better. Mm. Well, so, you know, when the World Cup and they complained, it was not this, or the last World Cup, it was the one before. They made the balls too round. Barry's Barry's the only one that's with me understanding Definitely. these sort of sporting technologies, but the balls were too round. And when the the uh, hang know, on, that's these soccer balls always round. I know it's how round they are, and because they were so round that the the strikers weren't being able to control the ball. So when they shot, it was just flying over the top of the goal because it was it needed to be so accurate and so perfect for to control the ball. Uh, you know, if really? the ball is, you know, 1% out of round, it doesn't fly away at the angles. It's like golf. You know, you can buy a really expensive golf club and the sweet spot on that golf club is tiny, but it will go twice as far. And so that's it, what happened with the balls. And that's sort of what they've done with this. You know, they've had to go back to, you know, not being so flash with it and it will travel that bit better, you know, and that's the way. Uh, and So in the last World Cup, just to finish my story, they actually went back to the old balls that weren't, so perfect and people scored more goals than the last world cup because the balls weren't too round and that's sort of how my analogy for the the apple mouse wasn't that also because they didn't have enough bungs to be paid off to miss them all the time oh i can't say anything <laughs> along those lines the problem was that england were training with the really really round ones all the time <laughs> Yeah, so that's, that's why it went horribly wrong. We were training with five side nets <laughs> and rugby balls. Anyway, yeah. so um, we we had um, a review came out today uh, by DXO. Mark, do you know who these people are? Alex? DXO are the only people I trust with photographic reviews. Okay, so they they've um, reviewed the uh, new 6S camera, not the 6S Plus, um, it's just success. And they say, yeah, basically the same as last year's model, really, just exactly the same. Um, it does okay in daylight which you know you'd hope all cameras would do actually 
uh, phone cameras would do in daylight. Of course, yeah, it's still the same old problem. As soon as you go into low light, things start to go a bit, get a bit murky and a bit grainy. And um, but I don't know. I, I I can't understand why anyone would expect different on these devices. Still, I am amazed by what what sort of photography we get out of them as is in the night. I went out for a pub night the other day and I used my camera. And when I'm up, close, that's how much you drink. You go out for a pub night during the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. during the day. Yeah. When no, no. What I'm saying is, so when I do the when I uh, took photos of people close up. It looks fantastic. When they're in the uh, range of the flash, it's fantastic. When there's a bit of a gap, no, it degrades pretty quickly, even even like with the new um, megapixel camera in there. Um, but when you're close, you get some nice nice effects, nice nice shots. But it's just when you step back away from your subject, it gets a bit dodgy. Well, it depends on where you this are. This is from... still the fact it's a cam, it's a phone, I, it's I not a camera. Yeah, no, I know, I know this, but it's a, also the 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 camera that most people now carry around in their pocket. Oh, yeah, granted. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, look, it's a selling point for the phone, and if that's a selling point, it's got to stand up. I mean, the thing is, yeah, well, first of all, you're right. It's a phone and not a camera. The only Something else I read in this, and I didn't realise, is the image stabilisation on the video isn't image stabilisation. It's exactly the same as your... On, on, on the 6S it is. It's digital. Yeah, but I didn't think it was on the 6S Plus either, it's not. was it? No, it's physical on the 6S Plus. That's oh, what I'm there... saying. This is a review of the 6S. Okay. Mm. Okay, so I mean, it's got stabilisation, which can be done on any phone. It's just obviously the other phones haven't got the processing to be, be able to do the um, the digital stabilisation, which is just, you know, you crop each frame so it hasn't moved so much. So you shoot slightly bigger frame than you are going to produce, and you just... You know, you move around the bit you're going to show, so it doesn't look like it's wobbling around so much. Yeah. I mean, the problem Apple have got: if you go up in megapixelage, you're going to introduce more noise because you're cramming together the pixels closer on the sensor, and that's what happens. Uh, they've done this. What I think they called it deep something, and they're trying to stop them bleeding across. I can't remember what they the called it. The separation thing, yes. Yeah, so yeah the separation thing, and to an extent, that will make it less visible, but. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of if if Apple had taken the same sensor as they had in the six, just made it a twelve and put it in there, this would have been a worse camera than the six. It would just had more megapixels of rubbish. <laughs> so what they've done to balance that off, they've given you twelve megapixels, and they've had to play quite hard to make those twelve megapixels produce a similar image to the eight. Was it? Was it eight yeah, on the old it was, one? It was eight on the old one. Yeah. Mm. So um, look. Yes, it's good. I don't know why off of a phone camera you want 12 megapixels because I personally think, I know people go on about the iPhone camera and we've had this discussion a few times, but when I look at it and I blow it up, and yes, you're right, I use professional cameras and there is a comparison, but I think they're awful. And I'm beginning to think there's something wrong with my phone because everyone else says, no, mine are great. But at some point I will just get another iPhone 6 or six plus in front of me and just take it's, a picture and go. It's, it's it's my phone always been rubbish. Is dinner getting surfed there by any chance, Alex? Well, there's nothing I can do. It's not even in this room, but I, I'll, I don't know how to mute it when I'm not talking, but I'll find a way. Um, no, it's strange enough because uh, I, I, when we went to Centre Parks this weekend, just gone uh, the weekend before, I, I used the um, the video camera for the first time properly as I was like chasing around ducks and stuff and geese in the park, and. Uh, and Barry, I was quite, I was a massive, I was amazed by how well the image stabilization stuff worked on the six S plus. Um, and Barry, you saw it as well, didn't you? It, it was very impressive. It was, I've got to say, the, the glide was just amazing. 
it really was, it was it was like I had a little steady cam uh, set up on me. Was, I couldn't believe it. I, I can't wait to get into London and like shoot some scenery and stuff like that. But um, instead of just us messing around in the woods, that sounds wrong, doesn't it? But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can never yes. publish that film. <laughs> so uh, that's a shame. But anyway, so- certainly not in slow mo, isn't we? No. Oh well. But uh, yeah, it's I, I, it's it's a shame that the six the six S is just basically the same sort of camera in there. But the six S plus, I I really enjoy it, and I got some good night shots the other night when I was out in the pub. As long as the subjects are close, like I say, when they move away, forget about it. Even using the selfie camera, they still came out quite good. As long as you're close, move too far back, forget it, forget it. Um, should we do the the uh, the chip gate thing? Does anyone care about chip gate anymore? Uh, this was the news that certain phones six S's had some had the Samsung chip in and some had the TS uh, MC chips in, and supposedly one was about twenty four. Who cares? No, it, well, it was reported originally, but it, it, like it, it, it was it a slow news day. No, 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 it wasn't. It was uh, because they was using uh, benchmark tests. It meant that this particular test run you know it'll never face these you're talking about it and i can hear the boredom in your voice as you're talking about it so the idea was that one of the chips started to show 24 percent less functional than the other chip and that would equate to say only lasting for five hours rather than seven hours or something like that but it turns out that a lot of people other people done some more everyday tests and there's no difference it's like it's like one or two percent difference in these and these things apparently just what cell tower you you connect could have just as much impact as what these chips the difference between these chips could have on it so okay. uh, it was all a big non-issue in the end but they always try and find some gate every time a new iphone comes out or some new device it's more important whether you have salt vinegar salt and vinegar or <laughs> neither on your chips <laughs> What test would we, what everyday test would we recommend? What would be, what, what do you think would be? A I think good... it's the Daz White test, isn't it? And that's the one I'd go for. I'd, I'd, I'd drop two people in the woods with a fully charged up, uh, fully charged up phone and say, right, you can t- turn your light on now. And the, the last one to get mauled by a bear is... Uh, <laughs> Well, no, you need to do it. One gets an iPhone, one gets an Android phone, and yeah. one gets a Windows yeah. phone, and see who comes out And you out take alive. them both to woods that have bears. <laughs> bears are the important factor. You need to have bears if you're going to do this. If you're going to say who gets bored yeah, by a bear Yeah, but doesn't first, it matter who supplies the bear, where the bear came from, what operating system the bear is working on? Has <laughs> uh, yeah. sniffer been updated? Oh, no, no, I think that could make a difference to the bear if it's going to get grabbed from somewhere it is and dropped off into a woods with two guys, and it has no <laughs> idea where it is. Is it a Blackberry bear, a Nokia bear, an Apple bear? You know, it's all, you know, you've all got a, you've got a bear, all these things in mind. Oh, Does a bear drain in the woods? That's what we yeah, need to know. Yeah. Um, another, another kind of story uh, last week as well. Apparently Apple disables iOS news app in China amid censorship concerns. Now, the fact is you can't actually use the news app officially in China, just like you can't use it anywhere at the moment outside the US. So all they did is stop people from doing what I did, basically, and change the, um, the where are you in the world location picker. Um, so they detect if you're in China and it's picking up some signal, it just cuts off the signal because, um, well, you don't want to upset the Chinese, do you? But people are saying, again, it's like we should be fighting against them because they're human rights stuff. Well, we do a lot of businesses with a lot of companies that just as dodgy human rights going, unfortunately. But what can you do? 
Well, Don't get me started, mate. I know. But this is the thing, is it? Shouldn't it be a company's consciousness for this, or should it be governments trying to sort it out? I'm not sure likes of Google and Apple could ever sort anything out. It's down to political motivations more. And if they tried to, the governments would come down on them blooming hard. And I'm not, not talking about the Chinese government. No. The American government go, what are you doing? Why are you playing politics? There's a reason why we let them get away with this. Mm. So, you know, don't get me started. No. Yes, uh, um, I, think, I think Apple are doing them a favour, to be honest. If the, if the Chinese realise how much inane information <laughs> people actually consider to be news... Yeah. I mean, if you really want to know about Hillary, Hillary Clinton's emails, then you know, get the news app. If you've got a life, then just turn it off. That's it. Now, of course, the other thing is most savvy, tech-savvy guys in China know how to get around the restrictions anyway. So, you know, it's called the Great Wall of China, Digital Wall of China, but apparently it's still got lots and lots of cracks in it. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. So they have bears in China? Sorry? Probably. China bear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Elon Musk has also (laughs) made some comments about... <laughs> He'd, Matt nearly done a spit take when I said this headline there. He nearly blew over his Mac. Yeah. Um, wouldn't be the first time tonight. Anyway, so um, Elon Musk has said that engineers that get fired from um, from Tesla then go and get employed at Apple. But he doesn't like. He doesn't hate Apple. He likes them really, and he he, he thinks that uh, good luck to them if they want to make a car because what sort of tech giant person could ever go from being into technology and then make a car apart from Elon Musk? <laughs> don't you think i mean okay look he's an incredibly su- successful yeah. bloke but of all the people you know celebrities in inverted commas that make perfumes he really <laughs> should have one just called elon musk musk's musk yeah <laughs> i just i mean i talk about miss a trick you can just call it badger <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, we should go down this path. Um, the, the bears sniff in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, Matt, you're you you like Tesla a lot. Any any? How do you how did you feel this when one of your beloved had a go at another one of your beloved? Um, I'll be honest. I didn't actually find out any of this out until like yesterday because, as like I said, I've been away in the woods. No, you don't I, get actually, you, you don't get in the woods in Canada. Like place. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean. I don't know, because I've kind of had two sides of it, because there's also been the other bits where he's come on saying, oh, I don't hate Apple. No. And there's a side of it saying where he does hate Apple. No, he, he, I think ultimately, I think what the problem is, he's looked at it, and he knows that Apple is working on a car in that sense. And he's looking at it and thinking, that means in five years' time, that that's it. Everything that I do, i.e. Yeah, the actual the test the cars, are going to get surpassed because oh, the way Apple does. Nonsense. No way are Apple going to put in the the. If Apple buy builds a car, it will be a. Oh, they're not going to build one anyway. They might incorporate something into someone else's make. But if Apple were going to do that, it would be like a medium to okay end BMW type thing. It's going to be the thirty to fifty grand car, right? Well, yeah, they're not, not going to go to the. Tesla end of the market. Why not? Where they're but only the going to be able to sell 100,000 a year. Why not? But the Tesla market is the BMW, high-end BMW. No, I think yeah, but I don't think Apple would go high-end BMW. I don't think but that's he, their market. Why? Apple are consumer, but high-end consumer. But, but high-end BMW isn't consumer. High-end BMW is for, you know, 
people that shop in Bond Street. It's not for second-hand high-end BMW. See, I disagree. I'll be honest. I have quite a few clients that are are big Apple guys, and a few of them have Teslas now. I mean, I did. I bought one. Yeah, no, just what I'm saying. But, you know, Apple don't make things that are going to sell to 20,000 people. You know, Apple aren't going to make a car that's only going to be popular with the big one. Gold watch. Yeah, no, okay, they've made a gold watch, but that's not what they're basing their watch manufacturing on, is it? It's no, the £350 version the, that yeah, everyone is buying. But the point they, might make a very nice, they might make a car and paint it gold or something, or pink like but your the, phone, the, but, but it's still going to be the same car, just with a different cover. But but Elon Musk took his money and venture capital money and investment money and, and produced what he's produced. Apple makes that money look like peanuts. They've got that sort of cash behind yeah, but what I'm saying, It's not to do with the money. It's to do with who Apple markets. So Apple do not. I do Apple, not. Apple don't only make Mac Pros that cost 10 grand, right? No. But what you're talking about with the cars, you're talking about the equivalent of only making Mac Pros that I, cost 10 grand. It's I, not there. No, 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 not at all. I'm talking about the fact that in five years' time, this is the first step. So the Tesla cars at the moment is the first kind of proper electric cars that work and do what they should do. They have the range. They have the luxurious bits that go with it. They, it ultimately is currently, in essence, the ultimate car, currently, in that sense. Okay. Yeah, it's full electric. It's got the mileage range on it. Uh, it's a stunning car to drive. They are so kind of smooth to drive and that but, kind of stuff in there. But, but they, they Five just... years down the line, as Apple get further and further in this market, which I still think they are, um, then, yeah, they are going to surpass what Tesla is doing. Well, that's that's saying that uh, Tesla aren't going to go forward from this no, point no. either, though. What, what we're saying is the way Tesla did it is they started out with exceedingly expensive cars, and then they, sure. the next one was a bit cheaper, and they produced more of them, and the next one after that was a bit cheaper, and, they, and that's how they've gone along. But the point is, because not just Tesla now, but BMW and, and the other uh, manufacturers as well, they've all invested in battery technology, and then all this technology has gone into these cars, and obviously Google's doing their self-driving projects and stuff like this. Apple has, again come along very late in the day if they want to get into this, keeping what they're doing very secret so no one really knows what they're doing. They're supposedly hiring out tracks. Maybe that's to drive BMWs with some adaptive stuff in. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's to do something that they've actually produced. But again, they're going to come in very late in the day while everybody else out there done the research and then they can pick these brains, these you know, which they are doing. I'm fine, but I don't sad. think they're going to, you know, no, they're, they're either going to. I don't think it's going to knock test. You know, just because BMW make a really nice car doesn't mean people don't go and buy Mercedes and Nissans and no, what have you. It's, I, it's not going to knock I, Tesla or anyone else out of the market. But I bet you, I bet you, most Tesla drivers own iMacs and iPhones. I'm not. Yeah, I know but, I could okay. be horribly wrong right, about but, that, but. Actually, ninety percent of main go... Apple board <laughs> are Tesla drivers. No, but what I'm saying it's not going to mean that because of they own an iPhone no. or I'm or even though well. Tesla owners like having Apple kit, it doesn't mean they're going to buy an Apple car over a Tesla. But 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 they're sheep. <laughs> We're told all no, the no, time. No, no, there's, sheep. There's, there's a difference, you know. There's a you know, like I tell you, put it this way, right? People that buy nice, expensive watches don't go out and buy Apple watches. Okay, so if you like oh, your watch. Well. Some you don't have, go out and buy an Apple. Are, you might buy one, but you're not going to get rid of your your Cartier or your, your Rolex because Apple make an eight grand anyway. silly gold. Yeah, but then you don't Astra. go out and buy a Tesla because you want a high end car. If you do that, you go and buy an Aston Martin yeah, exactly. or a top of the range Merc. 
you buy a Tesla because you're into tech and you like you're concerned about the environment well, and you like the idea of a full electric car that can do 400 miles. Yeah, it's right. the no, same no, the kind of principle. Yeah, anyway. it's the same kind of principle, but it doesn't mean that people are going to drop buying Tesla because Apple make a car. I don't think it's going to happen. I disagree, and I can see the headline today. And I, I think see... people buy Tesla because they don't make 100,000 or sell a million of them. I... If Apple make a car, they're only going to make a car if they can sell more than anyone else. I disagree. People that buy Teslas buy them. No, I'm not going to let you finish. People that buy <laughs> Teslas buy them because they're slightly more unique. I, you're I, not going to want to buy a car that everyone. Yeah, wants. but that's now. In five years' time, they're not going to be so unique. You know, Tesla, yeah, the way Tesla. I mean, if you read the entire interview that he did, he actually pretty much kind of the way he words it is that yes, Apple are infringing into his markets and that sort of sense. He with like the car. it, <laughs> and he can see that down the line that is going to surpass where he's going with it because ultimately they have a lot more money to invest into this and to progress this and to take this further. He's the first step point, and as most things that Apple does, somebody else does the first few steps. They come in, say, 10 steps later and do their own thing but makes it slightly different or slightly better in some ways and that kind of stuff, and that's what people ju- yeah, jump into. And I can see the headlines now. People, uh, drivers, switch to the new Apple car because it's a car. That's what it'll be. The headline there. Anyway, sorry about that. Yeah, you've been waiting through that whole thing just to do that joke. That's why I was waving him down. Anyway. Is that what the whole frantic arms in the air was for? Probably a worse joke than I did. (laughs) Amazing (laughs) enough, isn't it? Um, Right, let's move on to our latch question of the week then, shall we? So last week's question was, Apple released its latest version of OS X today, El Capitan. Are you going to install it right away or wait and see? If you have installed it, what do you think of the new system? Is there anything you are really impressed by or is there anything that you just feel let down by send us a latch and share your thoughts and we'll play them on the next show well strangely enough this week we got three so one of them's actually here with us today alex done one so i'm just gonna let him say he's one in a minute just uh on the air but firstly we had fence number one <laughs> call in so i would give you a complete rundown of how i feel about the new operating system if it would download it it's been downloading from the mac app store for the last eight hours now and it says that it still have has a long ways to go so um, I might just leave my laptop on overnight and, and see where it goes. Um, I'm sure Apple servers are, are pretty clogged up from all the new downloads today, so I, I don't blame them for, for this. Um, but it's always exciting for me to see a new operating system, so I am very excited to see how much they have improved on on the last version. But I have gone through online and read up on some of the reviews already and, and read some of the, the new features. I don't think anything in particular really stands out to me. If anything, I think I'm excited about the revamped notes, um, hopefully to mirror what we have on, on, um, on iOS 9 now. I, I think that's what it is. So excited for that. Otherwise, not much anything else i don't really use safari so any change there doesn't really affect me um if i'm missing any other big features at all please do let me know and i'll I'll keep an eye out otherwise um that's just my um not very fulfilling experience with it so far (laughs) there you go it's just self-overwhelmed apart from how long it takes to download i keep forgetting that's a real accent, that Matt, by the way. I'm just, I'm just saying, Vince has got a real accent now. Just want to point that out again. 
team. Comes from Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also had another Vince call in this week as well. Vince 2. <laughs> I hadn't tried the beta version of El Capitan, so it's my first look at it when I tried to download it this weekend. All in all, it took me about four hours. But that obviously included all the other updates, all the other applications that jumped in on the bandwagon for the actual El Capitan update. After all that, I had to start looking around my computer and I felt it was all a bit, well, meh, I couldn't really care. It's more of a development than a redesign. <laughs> I'm sure I'll find some of the things interesting, like the split view. I mean, a lot of people I've heard are complaining that might not be very useful, but there's a couple of applications, ideas that I could use that for. So I'll probably be trying that in the future. And I agree with Vince that the um, notes is good, particularly now that I can update my other iOS devices. Mind you, most of the things it's got on it, I don't tend to use. Things like the mission control, the extra desktops, and uh, all the other uh, little features. So, all in all, I really don't care that much. I know that's not really what you want. It'd be nice to have something controversial or exciting or something good, but sometimes you just do it because it's the latest update. There you go. Thank you very much, Vince and Vince. So they're not really that impressed. Now, come on, Alex. Can you save this one? What you well, impressed? I was getting you? ready to slag it off. Um, actually, I spoke to Matt about it um, last week. We were drunk, so I'm not sure he'll remember. Um, we were in a brewery. And what as it book? says, Carl can't even organise up in a brewery. No, it was a very good night. Um, right, so I installed it over a very flaky version of Yosemite, as Carl had to remind me on Latch, because I couldn't remember what the old operating system was called. And um, my video card went to pop. My machine, it wasn't it wasn't running any slower. It was just running just as bad as it was. But my video card, it was like, uh, I described it as, I said the vertical hold. It actually was the horizontal hold on an old television, the way you sort of just used to rotate and things wouldn't come in. And it was, oh, I just thought, right, I've had enough. So anyway, I, I had uh, I always have Time Machine backups, but I did yet another full backup before I wiped it. And I put El Capitan on as a fresh install, and I tried it out, and it looked great. Then I did the Time Machine backup, and it went back to exactly the same problem. So I thought, right, one last go. So I wiped it. I put on El Capitan without starting El Capitan, and then did a direct transfer. So it was part of the original setup. So I didn't run El Capitan and then migrate it. Part of the original setup, sat there all ready to just shout and scream and go down, down to the Apple Store, which I'm glad I didn't because the new ones hadn't come out by then. And started it up. And wow, it was like having a new machine with everything I had on previously, every app. Every, well, not every app because some of them didn't come through but to be honest i haven't even noticed which ones haven't come through so that's how much i'm missing them and it's running it's running better than it has done for over a year mm, um, stuff. it's so much quicker so much more responses responsive it's not indexing every five seconds which i can never work out why i kept doing that i've got no graphics glitches things like photoshop are opening at twice the speed they were skype okay skype played up tonight i'm not sure why that's playing up but uh skype Sometimes I'd turn on Skype and go and make a cup of tea because it would take that long to actually open. Um, now Skype, I'm not going to press it again, but it was, um, you know, maybe five seconds on exactly the same machine with exactly the same software on it. So nothing's changed. It's not like I've, this is a clean install with nothing on it. This is everything that was running before. So, uh, you know, 
What, you know, a lot of people saying it hasn't made any difference. They must have just pulled out a load of bump, a load of stuff that wasn't necessary, a load of things that were just tweaked and slimmed down and whatever, and it's made all the difference. Well, that's, really what they, that's what they said they were going to do. So it's a lot of stability improvements and, you know, things like that. So it's good. It's good you've seen that result. Uh, shame oh, massive improvement. Didn't work tonight so well, but we... Uh, it's just the way it goes, isn't it? I, mean, I wanted to make a point, and it just went and kicked me up the butt, so I couldn't, but... <laughs> Yeah, that's life. You know, right. I'm married. I'm used to it. Right then. So let's, uh, <laughs> indeed. So let's do this week's uh, question of the week. So here we go. I'm going to start recording. Hi, this is Carl Madden from the Mac and Fall Show with this week's Lax Question of the Week. Uh, this week, Apple released new iMacs and introduced a 4K 21-inch desktop. Are you impressed with these machines and the new specs, or are you disappointed? What are your thoughts on the smaller Fusion drives and the soldered RAM? Also, what are your thoughts on the updated keyboard, trackpad, and magic mouse? And lastly, do you plan on purchasing any of these in the very near future? Just uh, give us a, a latch, uh, come and give us your responses, and we'll play them out next week on the show thank you very much right that'll be on latch very shortly if you just search for uh, episode 75 you'll be able to respond to that and also i just want to take a moment here because vince has done an update to uh, latched as well so if you haven't used it for a while check it out again because he's, he's done some updates and he's changed some of the ui elements and uh, it's got it all working again now so it's all lovely so come on join on again if you haven't been on for a while and answer our question of the week we'd love to hear from you Right then, so let's move on to our worth a tweet, shall we? He said, desperately, desperately looking for the sound. There we go. Matt, let me guess. <laughs> What's your worth a tweet this week? <laughs> uh, well, like I said earlier in the show, I've been away and I've kind of got back in well, in essence, back to work from Tuesday. Uh, so yesterday, really. Um, so I haven't had much of a chance, really, to look for a decent worth of tweet. But what I have kind of picked is the new Apple Magic Keyboard trackpad. And yeah, I've put the mouse in there as well. But to be honest, it's mostly the keyboard and the trackpad that I've used and like. Because I just don't like the Magic Mouse and never have. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So they retail from £65 onwards. And yeah, would definitely recommend the new keyboard and the new trackpad. Okay, good stuff. Well, I, I was. Can I recommend the mouse just to get on Matt's nerves? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, thank you very much for that. Baz, have you got anything for us this week? Nothing has floated my boat this week, but then I haven't done my El Capitan upgrade yet. <gasps> you said you were. I know, but you know what? My I had a, a two gig um, external drive uh, that uh, just wasn't being recognised. So I've had well, to if it was only out. two gig, I wouldn't have bothered. Sorry, two two terabyte. <laughs> <laughs> well spotted. Yeah, that was a test, and you passed. <laughs> so I bought, bought myself a new uh, one gig drive. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so I'll um. Is that floppy? Uh, yeah, I'll, and I'll I'll back up and uh, back up and try it later this week. Do you remember when we got excited when we did get a one gig drive? Yes. Back in the day, mm. it was all too no, long. no, it was all like back in PC days, and you know, oh, look, I got a five hundred meg drive, and oh, it's gone up there. Oh, well. I remember I paid one hundred and sixty-five pounds, and that was a special offer for eight meg of RAM <laughs> on my P seventy-five Packard Bell that cost me about as much as the top of the range iMac that just came out. <laughs> wow. My, my so remember when zip drives and jazz drives came oh, out? Oh, that was that. Well, that was. I've still they got were my... brilliant. They were absolutely brilliant. Right, Alex, have you got one for us, sir? 
Yeah, I have. Um, it's slightly convoluted, but I'm going to try and rush through it. Uh, for one reason or another, I've been asked to teach a bit to do with Photoshop Elements, and I use Photoshop, the big boy, and it's been so long since I looked at Elements, I, I hadn't got a clue what was going on with it, so I just went and bought it, because if I'm that type of guy. And I was, like, quite impressed, and I thought, you know... I, the reason I'm mentioning this is a couple of weeks ago or a week ago, uh, MacFun Creative or MacFun, they brought out their creative kit, which is like um, all their main five apps uh, all in one kit. And they sort of say where well, it costs, I, t- I don't want to quote because I haven't looked it up, 300 and something pounds or something. Sony. There you go for everything, but we're doing it all for seventy two ninety nine. And what MacFun do, they're, they're nice little apps, but they're all separate apps. Uh, and I think the reason why they are fairly popular at the moment is because I think they work as plugins to the photo app. Yep, they're in... extensions. Yeah, okay. Now, I looked at them, and I have most of them. I've had them over time. A couple of them I got as reviews and got told to keep them, not a problem. And they do, they do an all right job. But like I say, I looked at um, Elements. Now, the creative kit at the moment is seventy two ninety nine. On the special offer, and the elements is £79.10, which is a funny figure, but that's what it is if you <laughs> don't have an upgrade. I'm so, so, so impressed by Photoshop Elements. Um, one of the things I like is it starts off with, it's like three levels, and I can't remember that off the top of my head. It's like really basic, so everything's automatic fix. Then there's a next level, which is guided, which is it will show you how to do a lot of these things, and it will hold your hand and take you through how to do them. And then you go to expert. Now, I had sort of played with expert for a while, and I was thinking Photoshop. Oh, this doesn't work in the same way. It doesn't work. So I went back to Guided to see how they did it. And some of the tools in Elements, I wish they had in the full Photoshop. Because <laughs> there's some things I did there really well, like hair and, you know, cutting out round hair and things like that. I've bought plugins in Photoshop that do things that are similar. So this thing does just as well if not better than some of the plugins I've spent, you know, two, three hundred pounds on in the full Photoshop. And I'm absolutely blown away with Elements 14. It, it is co- comparative to all those other apps. It knocks them into a cocked hat. Mm-hmm. It knocks absolutely. And, and, you know, I keep saying, oh, look, I'm going to use full, full Photoshop. I'd be daft not to, right? But I, I reckon for... 50, 60, 70% of what I do, I could use Elements just as well. And I just click this open here. It's got things on here that are just, it's called uh, Remove Camera Shake. And it's just uh, like an auto fix, which you can manipulate a little bit. I did and that. I, 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 sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I but did. I did a couple just to see how it works. And I was like, blimey. Because if I did that in Photoshop, I can do that in Photoshop with uh, motion blurs and all the various things and and there's lots of things you can do, or well, motion blows the other way around, but you can take out shake. But you've got to actually work out what angle things have moved at and all the rest of it. Mm. This is like a one-click, and I was like, you know, that's better than I can do. And I'm supposed to know this stuff, right? And there was this haze one, and one of the things that you do is quite often when you're taking pictures in, into the sun, you get a haze in the yeah. sunny part of the picture. It's just something that happens with cameras. Now, I can sit there with levels and um, curves and things, and I can get rid of it. <laughs> I did this, and I clicked the button, and again, it was better than I can do. And there's it, loads and loads and loads of things. And I was just like, why would anyone in their right 
mind that didn't have to pay for the, uh, you know, Photoshop, full Photoshop, because there's a couple of things in there. There's a couple of warp things that you only get in Photoshop that only people like me and a few others would ever need. Why the heck would you not use this? It knocks everything, knocks all those other apps into a cop cap for the same price. Plus, you get something that is very similar to the photos. You get, you know, the um, the browsing thing. You, you get the storage thing. You get the, you know, it, it looks the same. You, you can upload your images to it. You get the same looking uh, file structure. And it's like, I give up. Good I give up. I'm going to stuff. recommend this to everyone. I am now spending my time learning elements. We will, of, we, we will not tell anyone, Alex. No, 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 we, don't, we don't tell him. He does it professionally. He uses elements. Honestly, I, anyone, yeah. please, just you can get a download. You can get a trial. Get the trial. Let it teach Excellent. you Excellent. how to edit your pictures because it's built oh, in how to teach you how to edit your pictures. And then tell me that these other things are worth, worth the money. I'll tell you what. I'm going to do that this weekend because you're right because a lot of these things have trial versions and I always forget they have that. So I'm going to try Elements because it got at one point it had such a bad reputation, I believe. Yeah, uh, it was a sort of Mickey Mouse bit of software. But yeah, if they've improved it, then I'm definitely going to check it out. I also hear, the, is there a, 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 a Premiere Elements? For, yeah, Premiere Elements. Yeah, you can yeah. get it as a package. I did notice that on the uh, Apple App Store that you can get the package, but they only do Photoshop Elements 13. But... Uh, you get Elements 13 and Premiere Elements 13. Yeah. Um, but Elements 14 has only been out a couple of weeks. It might not have even been a couple. Oh, it's a few weeks. And that's all it's been out. So the App Store version will be updated, I'm sure, at some point. But, yeah, just get a, a trial version and have a play. I shall because do. you're also getting the whole infrastructure of Adobe. And as much as you might love Apple and various things, if you want photographic infrastructure... You know, you, you get onto the creative crowd. If you want that infrastructure, you go to Adobe. You Good just stuff. do. Good stuff, sir. Thank you very much. Right, I've just noticed we're running a bit long here, so I'm going to fly through my one. So my one this week is Overcast, uh, version 2. He bought this out last week, and now there's no unlocking option on it. Everything's open for you. Um, he's set up some donation, an optional donation page as well. So if you want to support him as he moves forward, uh, this is Marco Arment, by the way, who who um, done Instapaper and the is it the piece app? Did I always get? I got the name all messed up the other week. The other week, but Overcast is probably the best. One of the best podcast players out there. It's fantastic. You can now stream um, shows as well, so you don't have to download them. You can have chapters in, in your podcast now. It deals with storage management, so if you've only got a limited space, it doesn't load everything down at once. Um, Smart Speed is still fantastic. Takes out, although we try and take out all the gaps in our show. Some shows leave the gaps in, and this shortens them down, so it makes it lots more li- listenable on, on the shows. And it's just a fantastic little app. Overcast, please go and grab that. It, you, you will not be disappointed. Just give it a go. Now it's free. Just give it a go. See if you, if you prefer it over the, the standard uh, podcast app. Right then. So let's move on to some reviews. We've actually got some reviews this week. In fact, one I missed the other week when we actually should have had a review. And I completely missed it because it was in the Australia store. So we're going to rectify that now. So, Baz, do you want to read that first one, please? Okay. So, best podcast in the Macaverse Woo-hoo! by Jet Joint from Australia, October 3rd, 2015. Always look forward to a new episode of Mac and Forth. Excellent mix of entertainment and information. Missy's News of the Week is gold. There you go. It's been a while. <laughs> Thank you very much for that jet joint. Much appreciated. Uh, we've got another one here. This is from Dean. Dean, I think this is Dean who was on our show the other week, the creator of um, 
Crystal. Uh, latest Apple news injected with great British humor by Dino UK87. Uh, what more could you want? He simply says. Thank you very much, Dean, for the lovely review there. Um, and uh, because it's the longest one, I thought I'd give it to Matt because it's always funny when Matt has to cold read. So, Matt, if you could take that third one, please. Okay. So, the one and only Mac show for real people. And that is by Michael Cohen Oz from Australia on September the 16th, 2015. Like going to the pub with a bunch of mates that are tech savvy and use Apple products, but without the usual hangover the next day, sorry, the next morning. Um, I have listened to lots of different podcasts about technology and the Mac, and this is the only podcast I have found that treats you, the listener, as an adult. Interesting, fun, and at times irrelevant. I'm glad we served. Irreverent, uh, not irrelevant. I think he was right the first time, though. <laughs> this is why we like Matt to read them. Carry on, sir. <laughs> uh, in case you are wondering, I have no connection with any of the participants. <laughs> you sure it says participants and not something else? Are you sure? <laughs> Fantastic. And you code. Anyways, <laughs> thank you very much. doesn't he cod? He coddies. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, Michael Cohen Oz, for that a lovely review. Thank you very much. I'm sorry, yeah, I'm still going to stick with relevant. I'll be honest. Absolutely. Um, so, where can you get in touch with us if you so wish? Well, probably the best place is our Google Plus community and our Facebook page. I've been neglecting them for the last week actually because I was busy getting ready for this presentation. Um, if you want to email us, uh, macandforth at gmail.com, Twitter at macandforth, and our website is obviously macandforth.com. We're also available on Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. Should you choose to listen to us there, so guys. <laughs> Before you rush out and buy your new IMAX, where can we get hold of you? Baz? I'd be on uh, Twitter, at Womblefoot. Hey. Uh, Matt? Uh, again on Twitter, at MustangMatt69. Good stuff. And Alex? Uh, uh, carrier Pigeon, Semaphore, Heliograph, or if you must do, on Twitter, at Very British Life. Yes, not Skype at all tonight. Didn't even have to think about it that time. No, it's written it down in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I did mention the London Mac user group earlier on, and I didn't give out the website. It's uh, lmug.org.uk if you want to pop along there and see what they've got coming up. I think it's a bit outdated at the moment. Hopefully, they'll update it before their next event. Um, my name's Carl Mann. You get hold of me on Twitter at Claw0101. That's it for this week. We'll be back next week. Uh, maybe Mark and Rick will be joining us. They've played, played hooky tonight. Curse them. Curse them, I say. While we're on, just so that you know, I can't do next week. Thanks. (sighs) One day we're going to get the entire team back. But we already have a special guest lined up for next week anyway. So, ha, Matt. Why am I back on? (laughs) No, once a year is enough, sir. Anyways. For me, anyway. (laughs) Until next week, stay safe and be nice to each other. Bye. Cheerio. See ya.